Hey there. Welcome to 7th Heaven, a lesbian recap. I'm Lindsay, and I'm joined by my co-host and real-life partner, Carling. We're diving into the 90s hit drama through today's lens. Get ready for our off-the-cuff commentary and peeling back the layers of the Camden family. We'll tackle everything from family rules, life lessons, and 90s fashion. Join us every week for a light-hearted queer perspective and a trip down memory lane. Whether you're a die-hard fan or new to the show, this recap is for you. So find us anywhere you get your podcasts at 7th Heaven, a lesbian recap. And I'm like, okay, mom, like the baseboards don't need to be washed once a week. Michelle. Carling. Nothing. Nothing. Oh, is this happening? <laughs> oh, we got it. Hey, girl. Hey. Happy hey. Tuesday. Ooh. Even hey. though it's Sunday. <laughs> wow. It's our first ever jingle. Let's have a little cheers. Hey, cheers. We You're are drinking on a Sunday. Drinking on a Sunday. How's your week? I think it was okay. Yeah? Yeah. What'd you do? I don't know. So you started a new routine. Yes, with my children. With your kiddos. And yeah. I'm really proud of you. Oh, should I have my headphones on? Yeah. I, no, it actually doesn't make a difference. I don't know why we have them on. <laughs> this is what the professionals do, Carling. Yeah, right. So um, I'm start- really proud of you. Oh, thanks. Tell me about it. Um, I've started to make my 12-year-old shower every morning. Yeah. Which has really helped him, like, get ready. Yeah. He's always thrived on routine, so he does get, like, he he feels a lot better when he has a routine. Yeah. But it's good. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> and you worked, and... Yeah, Friday was so busy. I know you, like, kept emailing me, and I was like, girl, I don't even have time to send you an I email I know. Back. I was like, how are we supposed to email all day? I know. It was not, it was not working. Not great. It was a busy day. No, I got nothing. I don't think like this week's busy. We have lots of appointments coming up and yeah. Um, yeah, that's about it. Really. Wow. How about you? Um, I had a good week. I'm just, I don't know. I'm just like, well, I mean, ladies and gentlemen, check out TikTok. Uh, yeah. I just feel like I've, like, found myself, you know? I'm, like... We have had a thirst trap uh, <laughs> takeover on our TikTok account. I'm just, like, freshly single, you know, like, trying to, like, meet new people, but, like, in a safe COVID way. Yes, yes, yes. You know, I've been reconnecting with friends that I haven't seen in a long time. Mm-hmm. And... I don't know. Like, I'm just, like, feeling good. I think it's awesome. Thanks. I think that's, like, a good... That's, like, kind of a sweet spot after you, like... I don't know. End a relationship or, yeah. you know, where you feel kind of like, all right, now what do I want to do? And what do I want yeah. my life to look like? I'm coming out. Coming. I want the world to know. Gonna <laughs> let it show. Anyway. So I'm in a good mood and I had a good week. And I think I posted or I mentioned a few weeks ago that I got reduced down to four at, four days a week mm-hmm. from work just mm-hmm. because we're not open. And um, they just announced on Friday that as of February 8th, so next week, uh-huh. um, rec centers and gyms are allowed to open, which yeah. is us. Yeah. So I'm excited to go to work on Monday. So that means I don't get to have a day off with you anymore. Well, I don't know. Like, maybe it'll be a slow open. Maybe. I, I... 
Oops, excuse you. <laughs> oh, now I'm the oh, no. Oh, no. Um, um, we did something crazy today, though. Carlin came over, and I was trying to have a little bit of a rest, and she made me go outside and sled. I know. I, like, busted into your house, and I was like, was Michelle! Really it was really fun. Yeah. I know. Like, the weather's just so yeah. nice. The sun was shining. Like, that's the only time I want to play in the snow is when it's, like, plus 10. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you live in a good spot for it because we get a lot of nice days. The hill across the street is amazing. Yeah. It was fun, though. I was like, I thought I'd be not sore, but like, I don't know. I thought it'd be more tiring walking up the hill. Yeah. Very true. But I was fine. Yeah. And I only peed a little. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag motherhood. (laughs) I was saying it reminded me of, so the first time, the first run down the hill all we did was scream the entire time yeah and then i said it reminded me of that time that we when we were in dallas that we got those scooters oh my god and we just literally screamed all the way down the yeah. side it was intense <laughs> it was so fun but yeah. they go so they fast. go so fast we didn't have helmets no we didn't know what we were doing i mean to be anyone watching us yeah. would have been so funny because we're just like <laughs> <laughs> that's incredible um i wanted to bring up oh god yes i don't know if this is a topic for the podcast in canada an intervention can i just i just want to go to my doctor and get a hysterectomy yes i'm at the age like i've never wanted kids Mm -hmm. i don't foresee that changing i'm of the age now where like i'm you know almost too old i don't know how old. oh my god you're so old carly anyway can I just like go to the doctor and be like, hey, I've been doing some thinking. I would like this removed mm-hmm. for convenience. <laughs> well, I want to get one too. So it'd be like double hysterectos. <laughs> <laughs> we could pod, we could live stream the whole could we thing. Get like a two for one or could My be God. like advertise. Get like Hysterecto a sisters. Post. Yeah. I want one too because mine are just But you've terrible. got PCOS. Yeah, and I'm done having kids. Yeah. Uh, obviously. And uh yeah. Let's get her out of there. Listen, if you are an OBGYN or somebody who's had a hysterectomy. If you're like a new OBGYN and just want some <laughs> practice <laughs> you know, for experience. Yes. Just hit us up. Yeah. We'll I'm gonna look into it, report patient. back because yeah. we need to wrap this thing like I'm over it. I don't think they wrap it. <laughs> <laughs> wrap it up. <laughs> wrap it up. Tie them get tubes. it out of here get it out <laughs> anyway yeah 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 that's I what i i don't know that's just what i'm feeling i love it um Let's also it. last week on friday or thursday it ended up being because i was excited i posted our newest patreon episode which is part one of my insane story about how i married a man i know and you're getting a lot of good feedback about like holy crap yeah I didn't realize how bad it was and yeah a lot of just like good conversation about like domestic violence and yeah I think it's been really cathartic I didn't expect it to be you know a lot of our guests say like wow it felt so good to Uh like talk about my experience and I was like oh yeah I get that but like now that I've done it I'm like oh wow like Mm -hmm. that it does feel really good yeah absolutely um and And because it's been so long too right yeah like and for a lot of legal reasons I wasn't you uh know ready to talk about it and and I mean still that's why it's on the patreon yeah it's it's on the patreon because it's it needs to be kept a little bit more safe and Mm -hmm. secret but Mm -hmm. um yeah if you guys are interested please oh and it's not February 5th yet 
So we also have a promotion on our Patreon. So if you sign up for Patreon, it's $5. You get access to over 23 episodes Mm now, Mm -hmm. um, including part one of my story. And on February 5th, anybody who's an active Patreon member um, is entered to a draw to win anything from our merch store that they want. I know. That's so exciting. Yeah. So that'll be Friday, I guess. We're going to do that draw. Also, I think... Hopefully, merch will start coming out soon, like being... Right, people have ordered it. ...being delivered. Yeah. So, like, tag us in your pictures. Tag yeah. us in what you got so we can see it. Listen, Miss Sass, you were sassing me today because I'm representing... I know, I was like, I'm a little bit embarrassed about how uh, into our <laughs> podcast you are because you're wearing the I did not sign up for this hoodie. Yeah. Took it off, wearing the I did not sign up for this t-shirt. Yeah. Um, Jokes on you. If I took it off, you'd see my I did not sign up for this bra. Well, there we go. <laughs> um, I did not sign up so, for that. <laughs> it's so comfy, though. Yeah, it is very comfy. It's honestly my favorite. Like I have, like I have to remind myself not to wear it too much because <laughs> it's a little much. But it's really comfy. Yeah, I love my hoodie. Um, I. I don't know. I don't wear hoodies often because I get really like mm-hmm. hot and claustrophobic. But it is very comfortable. Yeah. I'm I'm very cold. Like maybe like once a year. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Most of the time, I'm just like hot. Right. Hot, hot. Keep it hot, hot, hot. Um, okay, today we talked to Gideon, um, who goes by Armless Bandit. Mm-hmm. So, also, like, I hope nobody's offended by the title of our podcast because it's, yeah, yeah so be, or the episode because he, like, that's his oh, online. God, could you imagine if we were just like, this is what we'll call him? Yeah, no. no. It, <laughs> Gideon, that's his on that's his like online yes. handle and yeah. um so he was honestly so cute to talk to. Oh my gosh. And like his wife is I know I his love their family. little relationship and their family so supportive. Well let's get into it. All right. Okay, bye. bye. Hello, Gideon. Hello. How are you? I'm doing fine. How are you? Good. Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday. Why don't you introduce yourself and tell us like who you are, where you're from, what you do. Yeah. So my name is Gideon Demeglio. I was born uh, without any arms and I am missing the, uh, like my thighs and the uh, front half of your shin bone. So I think that's the tibia and fibia. And I think I just have the tibia. Oh. Uh, whichever, whichever one is the back one. Yeah. Um, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I would used to know, but. Yeah. Yeah. Anywho, and then I also only have four toes on each foot. So I use my toes and my feet to do anything you can imagine. I mean, I use the computer with my toes. I eat with my feet. And uh, I can walk, but it's imagine like walking on your hands everywhere. So yeah. I drive an electric yeah. wheelchair instead. Oh, wow. wow. I obviously drive that with my toes as well. And um, where, do you, where do you live? I live in Salt Lake City, Utah, uh, a small city south of it called West Jordan. Mm. Oh, that's nice. We flew in there on our way to Texas last year. We had a stopover in Utah, and it was beautiful. Yeah, it's it's super pretty, definitely. The mountains are, I assume you probably flew into Salt Lake International Airport. I, yeah, I think so. I think so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't know that there's any other major airports uh, in Utah. But. I did a road trip, trip with my husband and our two kids at the time, and we drove through Utah and stayed um, over. And the one thing, I mean, it's beautiful, but the other thing that I remember is that the drivers there are crazy. Oh, yeah. I felt really like everyone was, like, 
I don't know. Is that a Utah thing? Like, I don't know. It's, it's definitely a Utah thing. <laughs> uh, like, we are going to die on this highway. <laughs> yeah, Salt Lake has some pretty awful drivers. I mean, I don't drive myself, uh, mostly because like a vehicle that I could drive would be enormously expensive. Yeah. Uh, but like, even if I had like all the money in the world and could afford it, I probably wouldn't do it. Oh, yeah. Wow. Way too much anxiety living in Salt Lake City trying to drive here. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Wow. And um, what do you, you work from home, right? Yeah. I work from home as a loan agent for a credit union called Mountain America Credit Union. That's awesome. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. So you were born, I don't know, is it, can I say condition? Like you were born with a unique condition? Yeah. I think condition is probably the right word. To be honest, like I don't know a lot about it. And like, 15 minutes before we started here. Like, me and my wife were actually looking it up for, like, we don't even really know what this is called. <laughs> um, but we found it. Uh, we, well, well, we think we found it. But we think it's called Focomelia. Okay. Um, and, like, you were born with it, you said. Right. So, it's a congel- uh, congenital deformity, which occurs in the hands or feet. And basically, it just means, like, the limbs are either, either grossly underdeveloped or just completely absent. And what year were you born? 1994, so I'm 26. Okay, okay I'm just a baby. I feel like <laughs> now that I'm in my late 30s, like, I meet people in their 20s, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and so did your parents know before you were born that you had this condition? Yeah, so I'm the youngest of four, biologically, mm-hmm. and my parents actually found out at the first ultrasound. Oh, wow. They, um, they were, like, doing the ultrasound. So they were, like, all used to it, right? Because they had three other kids. Yeah. And the nurse was, like, talking, very talkative, and then just suddenly got really quiet. Oh, and then was like, I need to go get the doctor right now. And they just, like, leave my parents up, like, completely in the dark. My parents have no idea what's happening. Oh, no. Oh, no. And that, that that's just terrible. I know. Like, I don't know why you do it that way, but... Whatever. I just think, yeah, I think like doctor or like um, professionals who do ultrasounding should have some training in because like Michelle, you've had experiences where with like pregnancy loss yeah. or like where they'll be doing the ultrasound and then suddenly they just get up and leave. Yeah, or, or they just like, get really to go get somebody, or they like wipe a tear away from their eye and you're like, oh, this is good. <laughs> they're like, like obviously there's some good news coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> tears of joy. <laughs> wow, and so. Yeah, because I guess the 90s, one of our friends that we interviewed, she was born in 84, and she, I can't think of what it's called, but her heart was is on the wrong side of her body, and all of her organs are backwards and like opposite. Uh, yeah, and they didn't know because they didn't have, like, the technology to do that type of ultrasound mm-hmm. or anything, so they didn't know until she was born. So I always find it interesting, like, if, if it was a surprise or if they knew. And so I guess, do you know, like, what were your parents told or... Yeah, so... The nurse left to go get the doctor and arrived just like a little bit later with the doctor and the doctor looked at the ultrasound and sat them down afterwards and was like, so it looks like your son doesn't have arms and it looks like he doesn't have legs either. Oh my gosh. And then, you know, they had conversations about, I, I don't know what the protocols are for your podcast, but. No, I mean, they talked about Yeah, they talked about terminating the pregnancy uh-huh. and just like, we're not sure like if he is going to have like any like learning disorders or anything like that either. Like all, all we see is that he doesn't have anything on the upper body. 
Right. And if he has anything on the lower body, it's very, very small. Like he can't tell. Right. So they did, they weren't sure if I was going to have legs until I was born. And when I was born, my ankles were very deformed and bent all the way backwards, like against my legs. So my feet, instead of pointing outwards, were pointed up and like touching my legs. Yeah. So then I had to have, I don't know, I think I had surgeries on my ankles, but I obviously don't remember. But I do remember like a lot of physical therapy, like stretching out my ankles, like as a toddler. Yeah. Wow. And so what was it like growing up? Um, Like you're the youngest of four kids. Yeah. I mean, I guess the four. Uh, So I have an older brother. So it goes, my oldest sister, Liz, my older brother, uh, Josiah, and then another older sister, Rachel. Okay. The oldest is eight years older than me. And then Rachel is three years older than me. Okay. So pretty wide range of ages. Like Mm -hmm. when I was in elementary school, both my oldest siblings were in high school. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I had the most supportive family. I think I could have ever even remotely asked for. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, I went to a public school. I didn't even, like, this might sound, like, hard to believe. So I had, obviously, like, a lot of physical therapy and, like, a lot of hospital, like, in and outs and check-ins with doctors, like, as, like, a kid, like, four or five or whatever. I didn't even realize that I was even, like, different until I was, like, seven. So, like, first grade or maybe early second grade. That's really nice. Like, because I think there is such a high potential for kids to be like mean or for you to feel right. yeah ostracized yeah. in some way yeah mm-hmm. and so did your parents um sort of just like treat you like the other kids and yeah I mean 100% I mean granted my chores were like very weird and different because like I can't go to yeah. the dishes I actually remember the first chore I ever did was like washing the baseboards all throughout the house like cleaning oh. the baseboards <laughs> That's <laughs> like all I could reach. Oh my gosh. And my mom's like, she's like trying to teach me like discipline and like hard work ethic. And I'm like, okay, mom, like the baseboards don't need to be washed once a week. <laughs> <laughs> like nobody looks at the baseboards. Like it's okay. It's That's like, believe it or not, I understand worth ethic. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Um, and so did you, did you right away from like, as you, uh, grew up, start using your toes as your primary like indexes? Yeah. So a lot of that, like physical therapy and stuff, they wanted to give me prosthetic arms. Um, oh. and I had a pair when I was like, once again, like a young kid, like four or five, even as like a toddler, like I just completely rejected the idea of like having on prosthetic arms or they tried, I mean, you guys have probably seen them before. With the like things like sticks that you like put in your mouth and then you like use it to like push buttons oh. or like move stuff or whatever. Oh yeah. 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 They like tried to get me to use one of those, but I would just like keep spitting it out and then just like naturally just like would be using my feet. And mm-hmm. so they were like, fine, like the kid doesn't want to do anything else. So we're just gonna <laughs> make it so he can use his feet. And then like the reason I always mention like only having four toes on each foot is because I'm mixing your or I'm missing like your quote unquote like index toe. So oh, I actually yeah. have a pretty huge um like toe span in between like your big toe and your middle toe, which okay. allows me to like grasp everything. And it's okay. crazy because everybody always asks me, like, oh, did like the doctors must have removed that toe so that uh to make it easier for you to be able to do everything. And it's like, no, I actually just wasn't born with it. Yeah. It just worked out. Wow. And so do you remember, I don't know, like, I guess, like, is I don't remember learning how to, like, pick something up or use a pen or, like, those things just sort of happened. So do you have memories of sort of having to adapt and learn how to use your toes? Or was it 
do you think it would just be as natural as like me with my hands um for the most part i don't remember how to do most like things just because i was saying like i naturally like wanted to use my feet anyways it wasn't like yeah. until i was five that they started doing it but like the things that i can remember like having to learn how to do like i didn't know how to stand up or walk until i was like 11 or 12 oh um, or like eating some specific kinds of food like finger food so like chicken wings or like mm. pizza or whatever like i also didn't really know how to do because i didn't have the dexterity i guess my toes yeah i like to call it pet dexterity so like, <laughs> like dexterity yeah to be able to do things like that so yeah i recall how to do very few things or learning how to do very few things but definitely like walking is the number one thing i can remember learning how to do yeah so when you um needed to stand up you're obviously standing up from a the way that we think about it is your arms have a lot to do with standing up right so how did you like was that kind of in physical therapy that you were taught how to do that or so i had a very like low to the ground bed okay and it came from like it's crazy but like until I was able to stand up, somebody had to let me out of the bed. Right. Because, like, yeah. I didn't want to just, like, roll off the bed and fall on my face. Yeah. <laughs> as pleasant as that sounds, <laughs> I wasn't too into it. And so it basically just, I remember being in bed and, like, waiting for somebody, like, come get me. And so, like, I, like, called out for somebody. And, like, nobody came. And I was just like, all right, well, I'm sick of laying here. <laughs> and so I just, like, kind of flung myself off the bed, like, feet first. And just, like, didn't, like literally land on my feet but like my feet were on the ground and then like my upper body was still on the bed and I was like okay well I'm I'm here and so it just came from kind of like being there for a minute and then like sitting up in that position and just being like oh hey I'm like standing now wow and then yeah I actually learned how to walk backwards before I learned how to walk forwards I don't know why it was easier for my brain to understand it that way but yeah walking backwards became a lot easier then I didn't take my first step forward like I said until I was probably like 11 11 or 12. Wow and did your siblings like was it kind of their task to like kind of shovel you around? My older brother so Josiah me and him like as kids and me as a teenager we were very very close we shared a room while I was growing up and then kind of once I hit like teenage years he moved into a different room Mm. but yeah we were always very very close as kids and like I said, like in my teenage years, and now like we're still even close. Like he lives in the same apartment complex as me, just coincidentally. Oh, um, great! Yeah, and so like we're still very very close. But yeah, I definitely relied on him a lot to like shuttle me around, like if I ever needed to go somewhere. But yeah. my mom also worked like part time, so right. if I ever needed to go anywhere, then. But nowadays, I just kind of rely on public transportation or like. Really, yeah. honestly, like with COVID going on, I really don't leave the house unless I'm going somewhere with my wife. So yeah, right, yeah. yeah. And as a baby, did you learn to like roll over? Did you learn to like mm-hmm. scoot in a way? Yep, all of that, just completely normal. There's a mm-hmm. video, a home video of me rolling over for the first time. Aww, um, that's really cute. And for like the longest time, yeah, I would just roll around the house, just like <laughs> lay on the ground and just like I'm going zoom. <laughs> uh, and people would always be like, "Don't you get dizzy?" And I'm like, "Well, it's like my main form." of transportation it's like do you get scared of heights walking around yeah (laughs) i think that's what's so great about kids it's like they just they're going to do it and they're going to figure out their own way like we interviewed a lady whose daughter has like her muscles yeah hypotonia and her daughter doesn't have any muscle tone in her lower half and so she couldn't sit up or stand and she was two 
<laughs> and like that girl, she figured it out. She knew how she did like needed to get around. Yeah. yeah. And it's so it's like, it's, I don't know. It's so inspiring to see little ones that are like, okay, I need to do this. I'm going to figure it out. Yeah. They don't feel sorry for themselves. Uh, I think kids' minds are definitely very plastic and yeah. can um, really just learn how to do something just depending on however they're taught or whatever their instincts tell them to do. Yeah. I would love to see the, like, study where it's, like, a child who, you know, is born with no arms versus maybe an adult who's had an accident where they lose their arms or, or a limb and them trying to adapt as opposed to a child just being like, I got this. Like, I'm yeah. just going to... Mm-hmm make it work right because they i don't know they're just such determined little things right well and it's like i don't know any other way right exactly. so yeah. like somebody who's lost an arm if they were right-handed and lost their right arm anytime they do anything they're gonna go to reach with their right hand yeah you know absolutely. what i mean and yeah. so it's because it's what they know whereas like i don't have i don't have that experience so it's just like oh i need to grab a soda from the fridge it's not like i like lean forward and point my shoulder out Right, right. Nope. Just uh, just put my foot in the fridge and just grab the soda, like whatever. Wow. And so, so we found you on TikTok, and one of the things that really like caught my attention was like how funny you are, Mm -hmm. and you've got such a good sense of humor making videos. I think the first one I saw was where you were like, I think it was like duetting a video that was like, oh, to make your arms longer, do (laughs) this stretch, and then you just like look over your shoulder, and I So have you always had a really good sense of humor about it or or what do you attribute to sort of having such a positive outlook? I mean, I've been told I've always had a good sense of humor about it. Whether or not I believe that's true is something different. My wife is simply the most supportive person in my entire life. Like she doesn't see me as different. So as an example and a little bit of a backstory. So my wife is actually my best friend's younger sister. I married my oh. best friend's sister. And we grew up together. Like, I remember her being born. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> and so, as, like, in high school, she was in some kind of class about, like, some kind of teaching class, I think. And the teacher, like, needed everybody in the class to write an essay about somebody who has a disability. And so, she was, like, at home, like, talking to her parents and her brother who was at the time my best friend and she was like I don't know anybody with a disability like who am I gonna write this about and her brother Cameron who was my best friend goes like write about Gideon duh and he's like Gideon doesn't have a disability that's incredible it's like and it's just like what came out of her mouth like it wasn't like something she like actively thought about saying it was just like she doesn't she literally doesn't see me as having a disability at all yeah oh wow I love that and so We've kind of learned, I mean, like I said, like, I've always been told I have a great sense of humor about it, but really, I feel like that's evolved from my relationship with her. I mean, we dated for five years, and we've been married for almost two, so. Oh, wow. That's wonderful. Yeah. Oh, and do your, does your family also sort of share that same sense of humor, um, yeah, where they don't definitely. take themselves too seriously about it? Yeah. I mean, nobody in my family takes anything seriously, so. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah, definitely have some sense of humor about it. And I think that attributes a lot to, like, being able to have a good attitude and not be, like, down about it all the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just, I'm, like, a hopeless romantic. How did you propose to your wife? I, um, so like I said, we dated for quite a while. 
before I proposed. So we dated for four four years, I think. I have to do math in my head. One sec. No, we dated for three years before I proposed. Was that Matthew looking at her to ask her? <laughs> no, I was counting on my toes, actually. <laughs> yeah, no. I actually have a bracelet for like when we started dating. Oh. We dated for a while. We both come from pretty big families, so I mentioned that I'm the youngest of four biological children, but I also have two adopted sisters. Oh, um, that's nice. And are they older as well? One of them is older, the other one is a year younger than me. Okay. Anywho, so we both come from pretty big families. She has five siblings. Yeah, she's nodding her head at me. She has five siblings. <laughs> and then her parents, obviously. So what I did, is so we started dating on March 22nd. She also played high school basketball, and her team. Her number was 22. It also coincidentally happened to be both of our favorite numbers before we started dating. Oh, nice. So 22 has always had a level of significance for us, as silly as it is. <laughs> and so I proposed to her on April 22nd, and then we got married on March 22nd. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Anywho, so what I did is she had no idea. Like, I took her out to lunch with a pretty big group of friends, and she was like, went to drop me off back at home. And I was like, hey, you should come in. And she was like, oh, okay. And came in. And I had uh, a good friend of mine. Why pay more for a separate CoQ10 supplement? Enjoy twice the benefits with Superbeats Heart Chews Advanced. From the number one doctor, pharmacist, and cardiologist recommended beet brand for heart health support, the new Superbeats Heart Chews Advanced by Human is now infused with CoQ10. That's essentially like getting CoQ10 for free. Our powerful blend of beetroot, grapeseed extract, and CoQ10 ingredients support nitric oxide production, healthy blood pressure, healthy CoQ10 levels, and heart-healthy energy with two tasty chews a day. Plus, Superbeats Heart Chews Advance are plant-based, so you get heart-healthy energy without stimulants. For a limited time, get a free 30-day supply of Superbeats Heart Chews on all bundles and 15% off your first order by going to RadioBeats.com and using promo code DEAL. That's RadioBeats.com, code DEAL. Mine is a very talented musician. I guess a couple of friends of mine. So I had them both play um, Can't Help Falling in Love by Elvis Presley. Oh. And then along with just some, like, not like not close friends, but some other close friends were kind of singing in like a choir-esque formation, singing along with them. Oh, wow. And then I had like in small groups, different family members come out with a rose until she had 22 roses. Oh my gosh, that's so cute. And then, and then yeah, proposed. And I got it all on video. It's all on camera from like three different angles. It was a very big production. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah. That's perfect. Uh, it was pretty cute. I've been told I did a good job. What is your wife's name? My wife's name is Brittany. Oh, Brittany. Oh, Brittany. They say hi, Brittany. Anyway, she's kind of shy. She probably won't hop on the mic. Wow. And so I was thinking back, you said you use your toes to drive a motorized wheelchair. And so have you always been in a wheelchair? Like at what age did you transition from whatever mode of transportation to a wheelchair? My parents made the foolish choice of allowing me to drive a wheelchair at three years old. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. <laughs> so I ran over a lot of toes. Yeah. I, mean, I still run over a decent amount of toes, but definitely less toes. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I just remembered a story. I, I laugh at myself all the time. Picture, like your mom trying to put you in time out and you're like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> well, why she just like take me out of the wheelchair? <laughs> but okay, so there's a video of me driving my first wheelchair, and I did like a donut with it, like it's spinning out. Um, and I also let's see. I have a couple of really funny stories about this. Do you mind if I just tell them? No, God, please do. Okay. So my favorite one, my oldest sister Liz thought she was funny. We were camping next to, I think it was Lake Tahoe, if you guys are familiar with. Yeah. Yeah. United States Geography at all. Uh, so we were at Lake Tahoe, I think. I've always liked cool rocks. Like, I don't know why. Like, cool looking rocks are cool. Yeah. And she, like, found a cool rock on the beach. And she's like, oh, Gideon, like, look at this rock. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's a cool rock. And then she's like, get it, and throws it into the lake. Oh, and I was like, like okay. <laughs> I threw my wheelchair into the lake. Oh, my oh, God. No. <laughs> so that's my favorite story about me driving a wheelchair as a young kid. That's literally like when, when the GPS told Michael to drive into the exactly. lake. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Like, no, it means merge right. No, I don't what it's doing. I'm a, I'm a huge Office fan. Yeah. Like, that's like, I think I've probably watched it through like at least 10 times. Yeah. Yes. We are obsessed with it. And then I guess the other not so funny story about me driving my wheelchair uh, as a kid is I guess I accidentally ran over my older sister like not my oldest one but Rachel the one that's only a few years older than me oh no I ran her over and like knocked her to the ground and like drove up her hip <laughs> oh no <laughs> and she was she, obviously it hurt like my yeah. wheelchair weighed like 300 pounds <gasps> and so she's like all crying and she like goes to tell my mom on me and my mom was just like he doesn't know what he's doing it's okay <laughs> oh. <laughs> These are questions I ask myself every day. <laughs> like, that's like some off-roading skill yeah. to drive up and over a human. A human body, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she must have been only like six or seven. So. Oh, right. right. Yeah. A small human. Wow. And so you've just obviously like graduated to bigger wheelchairs as you've grown. Right. So my current wheelchair weighs 405 pounds. Oh, wow. with me in it. So I weigh 75, so it's like 480. So yeah, it's a, it's a heavy boy. Wow. A boy, do you have a name for him? Yeah, I call it the grasshopper. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Not like the sister trampler or something? Yeah, I mean, my first wheelchair was the fire truck. Oh. It was, it was bright, like fire engine red. Oh. Um, wow. And then I have another wheelchair currently that I don't use because I don't like it. Um, and I call that one the mothership. Oh. It's, shaped, it's shaped so weird. It's like. People who have never been in a wheelchair in their entire lives are designing electric wheelchairs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, hey, nope, stop. You need to get some consulting from somebody that's been driving a wheelchair for 20, 23 years. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, they, they're making some pretty awful wheelchairs nowadays. Oh, no. Oh. I really like the Grasshopper. The Grasshopper is probably my favorite that I've ever had. It's really oh, good. Awesome. And like, they're expensive, right? Yeah. So the Grasshopper costs $35,000. Oh, my God. That's a vehicle. It's like a nice vehicle. Yeah. It's like, like a brand new. Yeah. yeah. Wow. How long typically does a wheelchair last? So they're supposed to last anywhere between like five to seven years. I made my last wheelchair last like 11 years, 11 oh, wow. or 12 years. That um, is not a long time. No, it's not. It's not. <laughs> but wow. there's there's just a lot of wear and tear. Yeah. Like, yeah. I guess if you're inside, outside, like. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Do you right. have um, any ongoing like physical therapy or anything like that? No, not really. Um, so I was diagnosed with scoliosis, which we kind of figured was going to happen mm-hmm. um, when I was, I think, 13 or 14. So I had some physical therapy for a while just to strengthen my back muscles. Uh, I've always had like a really strong core, like abdomen. Yeah. But like, you just didn't think like, oh yeah, he also needs to be able to work out his back muscles. Right. So I was in physical therapy for like six months to kind of get that started. And then I actually rode horses. I did equine therapy for, I think I stopped doing that when I was 19. So either five or six years. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Because obviously, like, you can't, like, slouch on a horse. Because if you slouch on a horse, you're going to fall off. Yeah. Yeah. So then other than that, I just kind of have, like, some stretches that I do, like, throughout the day. Yeah. uh, Just kind of to help keep my spine in line and loosen up some muscles. Yeah. Do you have any, like, daily pain when it comes to your condition? Yeah. I mean, so I have, like, like I said, like, the scoliosis. Like, it's not terrible. Um, Every, I mean, every once in a while, I'll take, like, an naproxen or Tylenol, like, if it's really bad. Yeah. Um, but also just because of like the way I move my body around and kind of operate mm-hmm. my like trapes get really, uh, overextended mm-hmm. and like tense when yeah. they shouldn't be. And so that's probably the worst of it. And I have some muscle relaxers for when that happens. Oh, okay. And then I have a few other chronic conditions. But those aren't really related to the actual like loss of limbs or right. anything like that. Um, and you, you spoke about, um, when you were younger, they were trying to, um, have you wear some like prosthetics mm-hmm. have you ever felt a need to do that as you got older not personally i mean i would definitely see the benefit in it right um it's kind of a hard question to answer i think like if i had the choice if the doctors were like hey we can i don't know either create some prosthetic arms for you or maybe even when we get to the point like implant robotic arms for you and like turn you into a cool cyborg guy (laughs) Uh, i think at that point and if it's something like i don't have to control with actual like physical buttons and because the technology is there right now like they're working on it so that like it uh taps into your spinal cord wow uh, and it reads the um the electric signal sent from your brain to uh like you're like thinking about like i want to close my right hand and it will actually do it that's um, wild. So they're working on that technology right now. As far as as developed as it is, I don't really know. But if we ever get to the point where if it's like at least regularly common for like an amputee or somebody with a similar condition to get mm-hmm. that, then I would maybe consider it. Yeah. But as far as like if it's going to have to be anything I have to like physically worry about pressing or anything like that, I just don't feel like it's worth it. I'm probably yeah, right. be faster and more efficient just using my feet. Yeah, because you've been able to adapt, I mean, your whole life. Right. Been doing it for 26 years. Yeah, absolutely. Do you feel like there's a big misconception when it comes to that? If people see you, they, they think that you maybe wish that like you had prosthetics or wish that you uh-huh. had. Yeah. Um, I don't really know so much about people thinking that if I like, wish I had arms. Well, I suppose, I guess like pre-teens I get that comment kind right. of every once in a while like oh yeah. man like I'm so sorry and it's like no dude don't even be sorry like look how cool I am <laughs> yeah but, right. um, you're cooler yeah exactly like <laughs> I'm just like a more evolved human being like you guys should be using your feet duh. <laughs> yeah absolutely I actually like my my favorite comment on any of my TikToks 
is this guy who's like, I don't feel like I'm using my feet to their full capabilities now. <laughs> I'm just like, it's probably not. Yeah, that's amazing. But, so yeah, I get that kind of every once in a while. I think the more common misconception is that like, I need help a lot. Right. Which is just, like, it's not true. Like, I've always been super independent. And I get why they would like feel that way because there are people in a, like a similar stance who like aren't as independent as me, whether that's like by attitude or just right. by like condition is, you know, different than mine that doesn't allow them to be as independent. Right. Do you find people uh, just, do people just help you without asking? Without me or, asking. Yeah. Like, what does that look like? Like, what are some things people do? Um. So my first day, both at Marriott and at uh, Mountain America, my supervisor put my headset on for me. Oh. I was like, hey, like, I was like, that's fine for you to touch me. Like, I don't care about that. Like, it's not like a personal boundary kind of issue. But, yeah. like, but you know, I can put my headset on by myself. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Or, like, I, um, my first day at Marriott, my manager's just so awesome. So, this isn't like bad nothing them at all. I'm oh, sorry, not my first day at Marriott. My first day at Mountain America, my trainer was also like, let me know if like you ever need help going to the bathroom. I mean, so, like, on one hand, have... that's very kind of them. Exactly. But, like... but it's a lot to assume. <laughs> it's like, have you thought about maybe I'm not comfortable letting you take me to the bathroom? Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Or I think like if that was something that maybe you needed help with, you'd have like a like an, aid. an aid with you or yeah, like something. Yeah, or like a plan in place. You wouldn't just like hope that your boss would volunteer. Oh <laughs> right. It's like Trent, I love you, but like <laughs> like I've got stuff in place for that. Yeah. Um, does your wife play much of a caretaking role for you? Yeah, she she would be my primary caretaker. And how how is that? Like, is it is it fine? I don't, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, like all questions are good. Um, yeah, no, it's completely normal. So, a little background, I guess, on my wife is she actually before we started dating wanted to get into like special education. Okay, um, her mom ran a daycare. Uh, like a from home daycare mm -hmm. and one of the kids has like a pretty severe case of down syndrome okay and so that's just like something my wife grew up with and she like the, the child's name was dylan um and she just loved dylan like dylan was in our wedding she was our flower girl oh, uh, wonderful. And, oh my gosh it was so cute it couldn't have gone any better it oh. was amazing uh, we were like a little bit worried that she was gonna like have like a tantrum or something yeah like, like, a game. But she did perfect. It was like, this is the best. It's probably, I don't know, probably both of our favorite thing about our wedding, honestly. Aww. Because she loved her dress, too. Oh, my gosh. It was just so cute. <laughs> Anyways, so she wanted to become a special education teacher. Uh, it didn't end up working out for her. She just hates school. Yeah, that's <laughs> fair. I went, Same. I went to college with Same her girl. for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I went to college with her for a little bit. And, like, tests just, like, give her anxiety. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Just that didn't end up working out. Yeah, it's something we kind of thought about. It's like, it's really coincidental that, like, I'm marrying you and you, like, have a heart for people with disabilities. Like, yeah. you just, like, want to take care of them. Like, this just works out great. Because we were, for the longest time, my mom was my caretaker. Um, and then we thought, like, that responsibility was either going to have to right. fall on one of my siblings or I was going to have to get, like, a private nurse, uh, which is crazy expensive, by the way. Oh, we were really I, worried yeah. about that. We were, we were super worried about that. And then I was just like, 
here I am married to this wonderful woman who, you know, has a heart to take care of me. And like the second I need anything, she's on top of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. It works really well for our marriage. She, she has a heart to like serve people. And I mean, it's not just people with disabilities. Like you could ask Brittany to do anything. And even if she has absolutely no idea how to do it, she'll do it. Oh, Brittany. <laughs> so, That's yeah, she's so cute. I love her. <laughs> <laughs> if you're out and about, like, do you get some misconceptions to your relationship to each other? Not that I've been told. Incidentally, we both kind of look alike. We both have very curly hair. So we kind of end up looking similar. So on our honeymoon, actually, we spent our honeymoon in San Francisco. And some guy stopped us on the street and was like, he like referenced her to be like my sister or something. I can't remember exactly how it went. And I was like, oh, that's actually my new wife. (laughs) (laughs) And then at our last apartment complex, she was like, we kind of, we didn't ever like really get to know our neighbors, but they like recognized us, obviously. Yeah. Um. And one of our neighbors told her to tell her son hello. Oh, we don't, God. We, we don't have a son. And it's <laughs> like, dude, I have like a beard. Like, how old does she look and how old do I look? <laughs> That's like insulting but, in every aspect. It's <laughs> like, oh, dude, you messed up. Whoops. Oh, no. Uh, I love that you're, I don't know, I just love that your family is so supportive. Like, I have five kids, and that's, um, I don't know, I just want that for them. And I just love that they, um, I don't know, they didn't treat you any differently, right? Like, they just, you were their right. you're their brother, and obviously you have a really, you are very driven, and you're like, I'm not going to let anything hold me back, right? And mm-hmm. that, I just love that kind of attitude and that, that. spirit that you have yeah and like like it's really just due to like my family being so supportive like I went to public school did all the same activities that any of my siblings did like we just found ways to make it work did you do any activities growing up or do you participate in any sort of like sport or activity outside of like extra I wouldn't say extracurricular but extracurricular (laughs) I have two really big passions well three really big passions one would be Video games. I just love video games. I just yeah, always yeah. played them. Second would be I draw quite a bit. I was a commission artist for a while. Wow. Uh, that's actually how I paid for like my wife's engagement ring. Oh. Um, as well as like a good portion of like our wedding and stuff. And then three, I also, I mean, we haven't talked about this much at all, but like despite like my seemingly constantly positive attitude, I actually have major depressive disorder as well as general anxiety disorder. Yeah. And so, and I, as supportive as like my family and my friends were growing up, I always felt like this guilt about that and didn't really ever tell anybody. Like I was extremely depressed for, I don't know, maybe like three years suicidal for most of that time, kind of on and off. Um, And just like none of my family had any idea until like one night, like I just like got so close that it then like, like decided not to do not to do it yeah um and i just told my friends and my friends were like yo dude like you gotta tell your family like we can't lose you yeah yeah and so like yeah nobody had any idea that i was in such a bad place and so i i don't know i really have this heart for teenagers that are in a, a similar position in life salt lake city has the uh highest teen suicide rate in the united states oh i've heard that what what do you think attributes to that i mean there's a few different things my what I think is most probably true is just the culture in Salt Lake City. We're obviously very heavily influenced by the LDS faith, yeah, which is like a works-driven religion. 
Yeah. Um, or like you have to be good enough. So it's whether like, or not yeah. whether or not anyone listening believes that's true. Yeah. Like it's just the fact of the religion. Um, and so I feel like these teams have these families that like you know and everybody around them is telling them like you have to be good enough yeah we are very big on mental health um it's something like we talk about a lot and it's something in our own personal lives that we've you know all both struggled with Mm -hmm. um and been affected by so we love like when somebody is i think it's i mean when anybody's open to talking about it but especially like a man because it's something that isn't talked about enough, I think, even in today's yeah, day and age, yeah. you know, and I think for a younger, not that we really have like a big teen boy audience, maybe we do and I don't know. <laughs> it turns out like 60% of your viewership is like teen boys. <laughs> um, but I just think it's actually from like Iceland, what the heck? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I just think like any chance we get to talk about it and bring light to it, I think yeah. it's so... Yeah powerful and and critical to talk openly about it um you know and I'm yeah I'm so thankful that you felt that you could reach out to your friends and that your friends knew to sort of direct you towards a supportive source yeah right I mean like my main friend group of people that are like younger than me just kind of the way it happened Mm -hmm. um it's like my two best men are both like three years younger than me. I was like 19 years old. They were both like 16. They're like, I don't know how to help this guy. Like, I don't know how to deal with this. They're like, dude, you need to talk to your parents. Oh, well, good for them though for saying yeah, something. Yeah, they're champions. Like, they, like, I tell them pretty consistently. I'm like, just so you guys know, like, you definitely saved my life. Oh, um, I think it's amazing that you can you can talk about it now. I think really just the biggest thing is that like like I said, what got me to such a dark place is I didn't feel like I could ever um like talk to anybody. Like I had this like overwhelming guilt. Like how could somebody with such a supportive family ever feel this way? Like don't they know that everybody loves them and blah blah blah. And uh, like all these you know like demons really telling me that you know just telling me like lies. And so just having the ability now. Where, like, I kind of laid it out all on the table for my whole family and everybody close to me. And, like, not a single person had that kind of reaction. Yeah. Uh, And so then I think that was really just the biggest thing to me is just having, like, a supportive group of people that are, like, Indian. Like, if anybody in the world deserves to be depressed, like, it's you, my guy. (laughs) And it's like, oh, it's not. It's like, I love you guys. Like, I shouldn't be the friends. And they're like, we also get your situation. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Yeah. So what do you guys have planned for the future? Like, what are your guys' goals? Oh man, I think we're gonna cure COVID. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would be great. But I don't know. Plans for the future. We are looking at getting a house. We're actually gonna probably move in with um, my in-laws, so Brittany's parents. Oh yeah. Just for a, a while, maybe like a year tops. Just yeah. To up for like a down payment on the house and yeah. 
I think we might share a house with them. I don't know. We need to work out a lot of these details. Yeah. Just so that we can continue having that support network. Something else like really interesting and kind of like unique about my situation is because I married somebody who I've known for my whole life. Her parents like were already like my second parents. Yeah. Like, before they were even like officially my second parents, like they were already my second parents. Yeah. Yeah. And so like they know me probably almost better than anyone else um, outside of family. And so yeah, I think we want to just move into a house with them. We definitely want kids. Aww. It's a matter of time. Yeah. It's just, like, Deciding when it's time to have kids. Is there any um, fear when it comes to like your genetics with a, with a child? So because my condition isn't like genetic, we don't really have any kind of fear of that. Okay. Oh, yeah. So familia was caused by formaldehyde or right. like, mom's yeah. formaldehyde. The, the, the two suspicions, because we don't know for sure why I was born the way I was. Uh-huh. The two suspicions are one that it's that, and that my mom took formaldehyde. Like, how would she? How would she have ingested it? Like, I, like I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> like, it's not a common thing. Like, you might accidentally get right, it. Right, exactly. And then the second option is that very early on in the pregnancy, like before she knew that she was pregnant, she like miscarried me for like just a moment and caused like certain cells to not divide and then because those cells didn't divide they didn't divide into certain cells and so on and so forth yeah those are the two main suspicions so neither of which would be genetic right so right yeah so no real fear in that yeah oh my gosh well Gideon is there anything that you kind of I don't know want to say do you wish people would like know or I think the biggest thing well, maybe one of the biggest things is this common misconception just because somebody is bound to a wheelchair that they're going to have some kind of mental disability as well or some kind of learning disability. And it's just like, it's just like simply not true. Like I am obviously completely cognitive and coherent and functioning. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, obviously people look at me and they're going to assume that like I have some kind of like learning disability as yeah. well. And it's like, oh, I'm actually like very intelligent. And um, I don't know. So I think that would probably be like the biggest thing. Like if we could stop assuming that, that'd be great. Yeah. And maybe the other thing being like, like I don't need help all the time. Just because somebody's in a wheelchair doesn't mean they need help all the time. And like ninety percent of the time, like when they do need help, they're gonna ask for it. Like you don't need to assume that like I need you to do every little thing for me. Yeah, that was gonna be my question. Do you prefer somebody asks if you need help? Or would you rather people just assume you're totally fine and you'll ask for help if you need it? The option to assume yeah. I'm fine. If I need help, I'll ask for it. Yeah. Because I even know, you know, like if I'm out in a, if I'm out and about and I see somebody who, you know, is maybe wheelchair bound or blind or, you know, I always want to be the person who's available to be helpful, but I don't want to make them feel like I, you know, like I want them to know that I know they can do it, but I'm mm-hmm. here to help. Like, is there a right. button I can wear that just lets them know? <laughs> That'd be sweet. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I think the the tool, the two, like, main rules I would say to that is, like, unless I'm obviously struggling to do something, like, if you, like, see me at the grocery store and I'm reaching for something I clearly cannot reach, mm-hmm. like, I'm not going to get mad at you for, like, going up and be like, hey, do you need me to get that for you? Right. I'm right. going to be like, yes, thank you. Oh, my gosh. Then the other thing is, like, I absolutely love and appreciate, like, if I'm in a new environment and somebody's like, hey, like, I don't mean to be intrusive, but if you need anything, let me know. Right. Right. Yeah. Like, sweet. 
but do I need you to hover over me and like ask if I need something done for me every time I'm doing something? It's like, no. Right. But like, if I know that there's like a person that I can safely ask, like help me if I need it, like that's definitely a huge help. Listen, maybe I'm onto something with this button theory. <laughs> yeah, I think I need that button. <laughs> you get on that? Yeah, I'll just say if you're wearing a button, you're a safe person to ask. Cool. What color should the button be? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I think we're open to suggestions. That's awesome. Well, Gideon, thank you so much for being on our podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me. It's a joy. Yeah, we'll link your um all your handles so people can find you. Because uh, yeah, I think your your videos are funny and uplifting, and you're creative. And yeah, awesome. Yeah, definitely a pleasure to be on here. Oh, thank yeah. you. Yeah, so great. Awesome. Okay, take care, you guys. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye, Michelle. Hey, that was Gideon. Yay. That was such a great story. I know. He was so awesome and funny to talk to. Yeah. You guys have to check. office just yeah. as much as we do. <laughs> check out his like TikTok, his Instagram. He's on Facebook. He's got a page. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just like, he's a really funny guy and also inspiring. And so freaking talented. Yeah. Oh God. His like, drawings. Holy cow. I showed those drawings to my kids and they're like, how? Yeah. They were amazed. Yeah. Yeah, he's amazing. And just an, add it to the list of inspiring people that we get to talk I know, to. Oh, my God. Getting ridiculous. Ah, uh, you guys, thank you so much for listening. <clears throat> oh. uh, edit that out. Um, thank you so much for listening. If you don't already, please follow us on all of the socials. We're at I Did Not Sign Up For This. And if you want to see my cringy thirst traps on TikTok, <laughs> <laughs> I can't help oh, it. God. I can't help it. She's a um, new woman, ladies just and gentlemen. Love me. <laughs> um, and yeah, check us out. Join us on the Patreon. We're having so much fun. Um, I just got a funny idea. The next time you film a thirst trap, I'm just going to be like behind you going like. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, a very disapproving face. <laughs> I did forget that my 10 year old niece does have access yes. to TikTok through my sister's phone. Uh-huh. And. I, I mean, like, none of my content, like, I don't show new, you they're know. They're PG. Yeah, they're, it's a PG. Yes. It's like, you know, I'm new to this. So, but my niece was like, love you, auntie. And I was like, oh, my God. Hey, girl. Hey, girl, women empowered. Love you. <laughs> anyway, oh, guys, gosh. have a great day yes. and a great week. Yeah. And just. And we'll see you next we'll week. We'll see you next week. Same place. Same time, (laughs) same bat channel. Oh, okay, bye. Bye.